Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. And welcome in Life Planning 101 right here on KETX KY. Beautiful Monday morning. We have Angela Kennedy Robinson with us as always. Good morning, Angela. Good Monday morning and happy to be here. And I have some fun facts to hand out right at the beginning of the show today. Um, These are kind of like did you knows. And everybody, if if you listen to the show, you know I read Reader's Digest. I am one of those geeks. But these were fun. So here's some things from Reader's Digest. Here's a fact. There's one letter in the alphabet that doesn't appear in any U.S. state name. Do you know what it is? No. Well, you might think it's Z. You're wrong. No, Arizona, Arizona, right? But uh, you might even think X. Nope. If you live in the great state of Texas, you surely know that. But there's not a single Q. No Q. No Q. Okay. What about the Windy City? What city is that? Chicago. Did you know that it got its name, not referring to the wind, but because the residents were windbags full of hot air? It's actually hot. (laughs) (laughs) Fact The longest English word, how many letters? Just take a stab. 16. 189,819. Spell that for us, Angela. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Well, it actually says that if you're going to try to pronounce it, it would take you three and a half hours to say it out loud. So we're not going to do that. (laughs) It's a protein nickname, Tintin. I don't know. Anyway, you can find it out. Uh, I'm sure you could Google it. Hey, you know that pocket in the top of your jeans, that little bitty pocket? Yes. Okay, you know what that's for? Uh, Coins. Uh, uh, Stopwatch. How about that? Okay. And uh, the Sahara Desert. It's sandy, right? Right. No, only a quarter of it is. The rest is gravel. Hmm. Okay. What about that hashtag symbol that's so popular (laughs) these days? Did you know it's actually not called a hashtag or a pound sign? Number sign? No, it's an octothorpe. It's really the name of it. Yeah, interesting, right? What about um, state capitals? You think you could go to probably any state capital in the U.S. and eat at a McDonald's? It'd probably be a McDonald's. Surely. Yeah, except for in Vermont. No McDonald's in Montpelier. So if you're craving that Big Mac, you can't you can't get one. You get a Senate recess and we'll head out have a Big Mac. No, not no no can do. <laughs> um, okay, and uh, get this. This one is kind of actually creepy, sad, scary. I I don't know. I was disturbed by it. Medical errors are the third leading cause of death in our country. Medical errors. Medical errors, and that's by the John Hopkins research team that found that out. And uh, here's probably the most surprising to me. What do you think the largest empire was in world history? Well, I don't have a clue. My first thought was Roman Empire, right? right? No, it's the British Empire. And it was actually that way until the 1920s. Wow. It controlled over 23% of the world's population. How about that? And, uh, well, you know, St. Paddy's Day, we always thought that was just a wild night with Guinness in Ireland, right? 
Apparently, that's not true. Until 1961, there were laws in Ireland that banned bars to open on March 17th. And they said the reason why, well, we all know that Irish Catholic, you're not Catholic before you're Irish, but you're Irish before you're Catholic. Many Catholics celebrate Lent during that time, and the idea of binge drinking <laughs> during Lent <laughs> actually seemed a bit immoral. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Bees. Did you know they can make colored honey? No. Okay, imagine going to the grocery store and getting green honey or blue honey. Would you eat it? I guess it? it depends on what they eat. I, I, who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but uh, would you eat it? Probably not. I know. it got to be kind of weird, right? And then uh, adult cats. Did you know they're lactose intolerant? Really? Yes. Okay, so those are some interesting facts, so right? don't feed your cat milk. Don't feed your cat milk. <laughs> How about them apples? Um, but uh, it's all got a point. You know, I've always got a point behind these things I do, right? Even as crazy as they are. And the point is, is that we come to believe these certain things in life. Or we just see life for the way we know it. And we've thought it to be true forever and ever and ever. I didn't know that a nose tissue wasn't called Kleenex for a long time. I'll just own that one, right? We all thought nose tissue was called Kleenex. Right. Well, Kleenex is the brand. Kleenex is really the brand, right? But these are realities that we live in. We become immersed in a belief, and we think there's no other way to think about that. And retirement, there's some immersions that you develop these beliefs that you develop that you really need to challenge your thinking before you retire. And if you haven't been planning for retirement or you've been trying to do the job alone, I think that's where the real risk comes in because there's some things about your retirement plan that you could be missing that could cause a disaster. And I specifically want to talk about one of these on the show today. And it's the likelihood or the mishap that you're going to go through retirement alone. Meaning you have a husband, wife that passes. Right. Or maybe you're already single and that you're going to be challenged with this. And a lot of people say, well, we're going to retire. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, right? And they have just this one set of train that needs to be followed and a retirement plan that, that supports that dual lifestyle. When in reality, what if? What if that isn't the truth? What if that doesn't happen? And a lot of you might be thinking, well, what's the likelihood of, of really, you know, we're, we're husband and wife? Well, for men, age 65 and older, if you're a man, 21% of you, are going to be entering retirement single or be in retirement single. So that's one in five. For women, it's 49%. Almost half. Yeah. So I found something interesting. Usually there's one spouse in a relationship that is very interested in the planning and very interested in making sure that the investments are working and making sure that everything's in order and everything else. And then there's a spouse that says, I haven't dealt with that. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to do anything to do with it. And unfortunately, what if? you're the one that ends up single. I've seen that firsthand where the husband has passed away. He's done all the planning and the wife had no clue, had no idea what they were worth right. or where the money was right? and had to go on a scavenger hunt, basically, Yes. to find it. Yes. And I want to add another little piece to that. Imagine that you're that spouse 
and that you end up being one of the 51% of age 65 and older widowed women, 51% that's living in poverty. Think about that. That's harsh. Sure. That's a harsh reality. So, hence, why we're going to talk about did you miss this in your retirement plan right here on Life Planning 101 when we come back. Segment two, Life Planning 101. We're talking retirement planning and mistakes you may have made. Yes, and, and particularly talking about your marital status during retirement. So there's a, you know that saying that uh, ignorance is bliss. Well, <laughs> the difference between not knowing and not knowing yet is not bliss, okay? <laughs> because when you find out whether you don't know yet too late, and there's nothing you can do about it, that's a big problem. So, you know, it's extremely crucial that when you're looking to retire, you look at what if someone passes early? What if one of you gets sick early? What if one of you gets sick and passes early? And if you're not looking at those things in your retirement plan, then you don't have a retirement plan. I hate to say it. There's just too big a risk. I mean, the older we get, the more likely we are to die. And I'm not offending anybody by saying that. I don't believe, right? I mean, this is just a reality of the way things are. And especially when there's an age gap between husband and wife. You know, this is where it gets even riskier. Let's say the husband is 10 years older than wife. And now we're dealing with 10 more years of risk. And that just became even more detrimental to the plan. And what about that Social Security check? Okay, let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about Social Security. Let's talk about Social Security, and we'll we'll blend in pensions with this. But let's talk about Social Security for a second. So a lot of people believe, well, I'll get his when he dies. Well, you will, but you lose yours if you get his. Right. And you might really not get his, depending on when you took yours, because if you took yours and you're penalized because you took it early, then his is going to be penalized by the same percentage. Did you know that? Have you planned for that? Because depending on where your income settles, that could be, you know, for people that had really, really big offshoots in their income, husband and wife, you could lose about a third of you know your income to if your incomes were about the same during your working years you could lose half of your social security income are you prepared for that does your plan work for that do you have something around it i um saw one of the biggest mistakes ever and it came to fruition i and i I, it broke my heart just broke my heart this has been a, a few years ago we had a husband and wife and they retired and then came to us because, you know, a lot of people say, well, I just want someone to, to manage my money. I can, I can handle all the rest of this, right? I've been researching. I've figured this out. Google. I, I just, yeah, <laughs> I've Googled it. Too much information. Eh, pound. You need to go back and look at that show. Hashtag or what was the word for that? Uh, anyway, um, but reality is, is they do that. And then they say, come come manage my money. Well, then then when we show them what we do in our process, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to go through that. We want to see what, what's there. And we want to make sure we haven't misstepped. Well, the reality is they've already made all these decisions. And so in this particular case, wife took a a lifetime-only pension, no husband survivorship means, and she also canceled her life insurance. Okay. So here we are running out the plan, and we show them if she dies, you're going to lose 80% of your income. And where are we going to make that up from? Because, by the way, their retirement plan already was maxing out the withdrawals off of their investment portfolio the way they were living today right 
So they had a choice. Either they could just live life to the fullest, and if she falls over dead, he's going to be for, yeah, forced with the major reality of having to change his lifestyle dramatically. Or they could make changes today and, you know, be able to have somewhat of a, a consistency after death. Well, unfortunately, she passed. And they didn't make any changes. And he went back to work, 75 years old trying to just keep their house because his pride, he doesn't want to change any of that. And they've done the, oh, I call it the no-no. The one thing that I, oh my gosh, I just, I really, um, I really have a hard time having this conversation with people, but I have it. And it's about how to say no to your kids. Well, they hadn't figured that out, right? So the no to no, you got to say it. You got to have a way to say it. And he kept saying it. He never said it. He never gave them a change. And so they're they're bleeding him dry. And here he is working, will not be able to stop working unless he makes a dramatic change to his lifestyle. And before you know it, he's going to end up on welfare before all this is over. Isn't that horrible? All because of one thing they missed in their retirement plan. One check of a box, Right. One failure to think about what if this could happen or it won't happen to me. And that is just, oh, that's painstaking. It's just painstaking. Most couples feel the husband will pass first. That's right. I mean. Well, and the numbers show it, right? Right. What was it? 49% of um, age 65-year-old women are widowed? Yeah. So you look at that pension and they say you can get this much if you say you're the only person sole rights to the pension. Yeah. Or you can get this much if you have right of survivorship. That's and right. And they see that higher number and they think, well, you're going to outlive me. Take the higher number. That's right. And it, you know what? It's not always the best way to go. It's, it's sometimes, sometimes it is better to do the single life only. Maybe you do have an insurance in plan in place to be able to support that. We call that a pension maximization plan. You know, being able to support that. Now, the numbers are more times than not don't allow for that unless you've done that planning early just because the cost of insurance is so high and i think that's why people do do away with their insurance in retirement they think i'm retired i don't need it anymore um what could happen and really what you need to be asking is you need to be going to your advisor if you have someone that's helping you comprehensively and saying okay i've got this insurance what do i need to be doing with it because maybe you don't need it for income, but maybe the money's already there and it can be repurposed to help with long-term care funding if you need it. Maybe it can be repurposed uh, to help take care of those grandkids' college that you want down the road. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you can do with it rather than just canceling it. Right. And so it's extremely important that you're having someone help you look at it from your unique perspective, your unique situation, you know, your risk tolerance, your goals, your future, your family dynamics, and understanding that before a decision like that is made, because that's a big decision. That's a big decision. And people don't always see that for what it is. A few years ago, too, we had a, another lady, she was, um, uh, her husband passed away. He got real bad dementia really quick. And um, they, I don't think they ever got it diagnosed as Alzheimer's or what it was, but it, it came on very quick, very, uh, he got very angry, almost like he had a stroke. And he passed. And they were already strapped for cash. Again, they didn't do the retirement planning. We had met them about seven, eight years into retirement. And she had taken her Social Security at age 62. 
and he had a big social security. She never worked. So she, you know, she took his social security and she's much younger than him. And so she's fully expecting this big social security check when he passes away. Much to her surprise, that three years of penalty, 24%, his benefit was reduced 24%. And that's mm. what she had. She wasn't ready for that. Right. And so these are real things that you have to be thinking about. And unfortunately, you don't want to miss that in your retirement plan. Now, there's a few other aspects to being single in retirement or being widowed in retirement that you need to be considering. And we're going to be talking about those when we come back on Life Planning 101. Final segment, Life Planning 101, right here on KDX, KDY. Angela? Yes. So uh, Daffy Duck can tell us, I have PMA, positive mental attitude, and I'm not going to spit like he does, but I'm positive. I'm mental, and I have attitude, right? <laughs> so, unfortunately, I think a lot of us start to get that way the older we get. I'm positive. I am mental. Don't mess with me. I have attitude. I know what I'm talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. But I also didn't know there was a Q and no state name. So, um, we got to be thinking about what do we not know and being open and humble to this. Because this is a real deal about what are you missing in your retirement plan. And this is just one topic we're talking about today. And that's being single or widowed. And we talked about how the income can be affected, whether it be pension or Social Security income. I want to talk about the who. The who's in your retirement plan are extremely crucial. And if you don't have a spouse, this becomes even more prevalent quicker. And, you know, what happens? Who will be there if your health starts to fail you? Who will be there for you financially? Who will be there for you mentally? Who will be there for you physically? That's a lot of who's. And maybe it's the same who. And maybe you just think, well, my oldest kid... He's very responsible. Well, I want to ask you this. Your oldest kid, does he have a life? Does he have kids? Does he have a career? Does he have um, a lot of other issues to be dealing with? Because that who is really a full-time job from a financial, mental, and physical perspective. Right. It's massive, right? Sure. And I want to tell you about something we ran into a few years ago. I've shared this on the show before, but I was brokenhearted. It was before and... Um, during the Trump era, there were some rules around elder abuse that came out that have just been wonderful, that allow us to so-called blow the whistle when we need to. And we didn't have these abilities in place when this particular thing happened, but we had a, a gentleman that automatically showed up in this woman's life that didn't have any kids. She was single and had been for years and years and years. And all of a sudden, this churchgoer friend is now the power of attorney on all of her documents. Next thing you know, she has dementia. She's in a care facility, and he's wanting $22,000 a month out of the portfolio. By the way, she has long-term care that's paying for the care facility. So he's wanting $22,000 a month out of the portfolio to pay for things. Pay for what things? We start asking what things, and we couldn't get an answer. Well, next thing you know, the money gets moved. We find out the money gets moved to a brother-in-law of his. So, end of story, maybe. Who is your who? Right. Wow. How do you protect against that? How do you have someone, this new friend that just doesn't come into your life when your health begins to fail and intentionally wipes you out, right? These are big things. And if you're just relying on your kids to be able to do it, I would think again, and even more so, worse, worse than that, worse than that is when we see the kids be the abusers. 
because it does happen. Sure. It does happen. And it can cause a lot of rift between family members, too. So I think this is one of the areas of your retirement plan you have to pay attention to. You don't want to, but you have to. And you need a plan in place before something happens. Because after something happens, everybody's just scrambling. Fights break out. Emotions are at a high. Nobody can make decisions. That's not a good time. So have your who in place. And then the other thing you have to think about is, what about remarriage? What about getting married in retirement? There's a lot around that. Number one, and I'm not just talking, okay, about marriage and marrying someone that's 20 years your junior and everybody, you know, realizing that they're the kid's age and having an issue, which there's a whole set of financial issues around that. Yes, I will agree. Um, and things that need to be settled. How do you take care of the new wife and take care of the kids? Because if you wait for the new wife to die, then the kids might all be dead and they never get an inheritance. So how's that work? And, and there is a lot of that, right? right? But I'm talking more so about, you know, how do you just take care of a wife that maybe maybe hasn't had a lot or a husband that hasn't had a lot? Are you going to kick him out of your house when you die? Probably not. Probably not what you want to do, right? So... Have you planned around those things? And, you know, one of the things that we've learned over the years is that the time to plan for a remarriage is when you're in the first marriage. It's when you can actually sit there together and logically step out what would happen if. may not be fun conversations about a new guy using your golf clubs. I get that, okay? But the reality is you're logical. Okay, do you remember being in love? Do you remember the Tweety Birds around your head? Okay. Little old ladies and little old men get this way too. I'm telling you. Okay. It doesn't matter if you're 80 and you're especially, getting remarried. Especially little old men. Uh, it I is mean, so true. Just cannot be stand to be alone. Oh, they love to have somebody replace that bar of soap. There is no <laughs> doubt about it. Okay. And your rationale goes out the door. We had a minister come and sit at the table and tell us why it was not okay for them to have a prenup. A couple not to have a prenup. Even though he had nothing, she had a ton of money. I was wondering if this guy was hired. Literally did. And the reality is is that we're trying to protect it for all parties involved, right? Because that's what she wanted. But she couldn't get her minister to move on it, and the husband was throwing a fit. And then, of course, they got these little birds going around, and guess what ends up happening? They don't sign the prenup. They get a divorce three years later. Gotta bing, gotta boom, whatever you want to say, however you want to say it. So is it better to deal with a prenup or just deal with it during the first marriage and have it set up? Yeah, have it set up in the documents. Absolutely. And if you have kids from a previous marriage, I mean, they always think the new spouse is going to be a snake in the grass. They always have that suspicion. So why not just throw that out the window, right? Why not just do that? And so here's the thing. We've talked about a lot on one issue, being single or widowed in retirement. And that being part of your retirement plan. And my question for you is, have you planned for that? Have you done it? If you haven't, there's no better time than now to start. Probably the majority have not. That's right. That's right. We get so involved just with what we know and what we think we're able to do that we forget these big, big devil's advocate questions that affect over 50% of women. It's crazy. It is crazy. So my name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. God bless everyone. Have a great week. And we're here. Call us. This is what we do. We've got the resources and um, communications and education. and, And we want our clients to be able to live life on purpose. 
Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates, Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services, Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates, Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.